0: Hi ladies, it's me, TT. Let's get ready for this week's podcast. Week 25, What God Wants Most. We are in my book, Spiritual Devotion and Inspiration for Women. Page 96. This is a very important topic. What God wants most from us and in general, it is the reason God sent Jesus, Christ Jesus, to the earth in a nutshell and so we're going to discuss that. I'm going to read that with you today. And we're in week 25. Can you believe it? We're almost done with the book. We're halfway through uh, with the book. And so that's great. And then as I shared on Facebook, last week someone tried to poison me. Someone tried to kill me, poison me. And I will be sharing that with uh, with my listeners when, I, when we finish reading. <coughs> Excuse me, when I finish reading this week's podcast from my book so let's get started and then we'll uh, get straight to that when i take the time to do my spiritual boot camp god never fails to remind me of something that is dear to his heart yet that i had forgotten you would think as a full-time servant in ministry that i would know what it is by now yet it's not that i do not know it's that i get so busy working for the lord and trying to please him that it sometimes slips my mind yet it is always what i most need in my life what am i speaking about it is what god wants most from all of us and is the primary reason jesus christ was sent to earth it is this what god wants most is a solid intimate relationship with us his creation seek first his kingdom and his righteousness matthew 633. Yes, God wants us to love others. Yes, God wants us to take care of the orphans and the widows. Yes, God wants us to obey Him. Yes, God wants us to be prosperous and joyful. Yes, God wants us to work in His kingdom. Yes, God wants us to help save souls. Yes, God wants us to be fruitful and to let our lights shine on and on. Yes, God commands and desires all of these Yet more than anything and more than these, what God wants most from us is an intimate relationship with Him. Why? Because God is love and like any good parent, He loves His children. I know it may sound crazy, especially from a human perspective, that having a good and intimate relationship with God is more important than taking care of others, including ourselves. Yet it is true according to the Word of God. Many of us get so busy with our families and trying to fix them and help them. Many of us get so busy in educating ourselves and with self-improvement. Many of us get so busy trying to make ends meet. Many of us, including myself, get so busy trying to please God and even live for Him. In general, there is absolutely nothing wrong with any of these things, and they are a part of being a faithful and responsible Christian. Yet when anything puts a damper on or causes us to put our relationship with God on the back burner, it is not good for us and God is not pleased. Therefore, when we try to excel in these things, even if they are good in nature, God will not prosper them, especially if we are faithful Christians. The reason being is, as I stated earlier, what God wants first and foremost from us is an intimate close related personal relationship with us not too long ago i did my spiritual boot camp i did this so that i could get physically fit for the kingdom what is wrong with this absolutely nothing jesus said in luke nine sixty two that we should be fit for the kingdom yeah during this particular boot camp i noticed that everything i tried to achieve except growing closer in my relationship with god was hindered Oh boy, was I disappointed and upset with God. How could God not bless my efforts, I thought. I was doing it for Him and for His glory. So what was the problem? I cried and cried. But God in His gentle and compassionate nature brought me to endless tears as He reminded me that my relationship with Him was more important than anything, even more important than my aim of getting fit for the kingdom and doing His much-needed work. Once God reminded me of this valuable lesson, I was able to enjoy the priceless privilege of having a close and intimate relationship with Him. Afterwards, nothing else really mattered to me, including whether I failed or succeeded. I finally was able to relax and enjoy life knowing that my holy father was at the wheel and had my best interest at heart. Focus Scripture. Jesus replied, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest command." Matthew 22:37 NIV. <clears throat> Page 98. Prayers prayer heavenly father holy is thy name thank you lord for loving me so much that you send jesus to suffer and to die a painful death so that i could have a close and personal relationship with you i hope and pray that i never allow anything to get in the way of my relationship with you nor take my relationship with you for granted thank you for loving me unconditionally and more than i deserve i love you in jesus name amen Closing. Ladies, God wants an intimate relationship with us. In this relationship, He wants our total surrender, honor, devotion, submission, humility, faithfulness, and praise. So if you are so busy trying to do this or to do that, and perhaps are failing at it and getting frustrated, I sincerely encourage you to slow down or stop altogether and focus on your relationship with God. In doing so, God will make your efforts to achieve it so much easier. He will also fill your mind with overwhelming peace and joy that ultimately come from an intimate and personal relationship with Him. This is the main reason Jesus was sent to earth. John 3.16 For more on this topic, I sincerely encourage you to watch this lesson from my TV show titled, How to Love God with All of Your Heart. It is on my YouTube channel for your convenience. So there you have it, ladies, what God wants most. And that's what God that is still true. And it's always true. And it's been this way since the beginning of time, since Adam and Eve were on this earth. What God wants most from us is a close, intimate relationship with us. God loves us. We as parents, those of us who have children, what do we want from our children? We want a close relationship with our children. We want our children to be able to come to us and confide in us. We want them to know that we're always there for them. And that if they need anything, just to let us know, well, that's what God wants from us. That's the God we serve. And that's in general. I'm speaking in general. But really, that's ultimately. That's what that's what it's about. That's what it is. The 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 God sitting Christ. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. And that God so loved the world, that includes you and me. And so God loves us and he wants close relationship with us. And that's beautiful. And we should be honored. And feel blessed is a huge privilege for God, the creator of this earth and everything in it and everyone on it. I mean, we look at people that have won like a, a gold medals and the Nobel Peace Prize, the Oscars, Grammys, all that. And we think, ooh, ooh that's like the biggest honor. Well, everything that they've won, and every, all the good things put together. God is the creator of all of that, including the and then on that on top of that, including the earth and the universe. Isn't that great? But that's the God that we serve. That's the God that we serve. And so we should be honored when He, the creator of everything good, He wants a relationship with us and a close one. And He wants to be there for us and protect us and sustain us. And so, so that's, that's what brings me to my topic, my, uh, what I want to tell you all that someone tried to kill me. Someone tried to kill me. But first of all, before I start that, I want to tell you that in order to have a close relationship with God, we have to go through Jesus. We have to go through Jesus. It's all about Jesus. That's why God sent Jesus. We can't go through anyone else. We have to go through Christ Jesus to get a relationship with G- with God. It has to be uh, with, with uh, uh, God through Christ. So we have to go through Christ. And so, in order to be saved to have to begin that relationship, we have to obey the gospel. The Bible calls it obey the Gospel, and obeying the gospel as we hear the gospel, then we believe it that God sent Jesus, he died and rose for us, and then we must confess Jesus that He is the Son of God before everyone or before we have to confess it publicly, and then we have to repent of our sins or worldly lifestyle. And then we have to be immersed. We have to be baptized into the watery grave where we come in contact. That's how we come in contact with the blood of Jesus. That's the relation to the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection. And then we must remain faithful unto death. And God will give us a crown of life according to Revelations chapter 2, verses 10. And in that passage, uh, Jesus, or that passage is talking to the churches, to the church. And so anyway, that's just in general, but that's that's the uh gospel in a nutshell right there it's in a nutshell in general. OK, ladies. So anyway, so God loves us. God loves us Christians as godly women. God loves everyone. But God has a special relationship with Christians, with godly women who are Christians. God has a uh, I'm speaking in general, but God has a close relationship with us. He loves us. He wants a close relationship with us, those of us who are godly, who are seeking Him, who love Him, want to please Him, blah blah blah, on and on. And so, anyway, as you, many of you who've been following my women's ministry, you know that I do my spiritual boot camps. I usually go at least once a year, sometimes twice a year. It just depends on what's going on in my life. And lately, I've been doing a lot. Me and my husband still trying to. We're getting closer and closer to launching or getting off the ground our outreach center slash church or church slash outreach center here in las vegas where it's much needed in an impoverished area here in sin city which is the only reason i'm here is to help my husband uh win souls for jesus that's the only reason i'm in this town but anyway there's some good things about this place as far as the the weather we have great weather here and beautiful mountains everything but Main reason I'm here is because of God and Jesus. I live for God and I work for Jesus. That's my life. And I plan on that being my life till my last dying breath. So there's a lot going on in my, in my life. And Satan has been really attacking me and my husband. He's been attacking both of us. And so there's a lot of distractions, a lot of things going on in my life. I'm just trying to stay focused on God and Jesus. And so I got sidetracked. And so I said, "Uh oh, I better go do a spiritual boot camp, go on vacation with Jesus. That's what I call it sometimes. Just me and Jesus. And so my husband let me go. I was gone for two weeks. Sometimes I go longer. But this time I just went for two weeks and I went to California, which I usually don't go to California because it's such a big place. And when I do my spiritual boot camps, I want to be alone with God. I want solitude, solitary time where it's not a lot of people around. But I chose to go to California because the weather where I went. I went to Southern California, and the weather there was just so beautiful, gorgeous, beautiful, perfect weather. And so I went there. I really wanted to go to Oregon, but it was kind of cold up in Oregon. And so I said, "Well, I'm not going to go to Oregon. It's just a little too cold. I don't want to go up there and get sick." So I was kind of it was kind of hard to leave California because the weather was so nice. And I started out in Thousand Oaks, California. So beautiful there. And then, and then I was still tempted to go further north, and I was like, no, you got to stay in the south. So I wound up going further south in California. I went down to Huntington Beach, which is a nice area, I guess, according to them. They, they consider themselves one of the best areas in California. But what I've learned is that wherever you find people, you will find evil because... That's the way, that's just the way it is. Wherever you find people, you're going to find some evil. So anyway, uh, so that's where I went. I went to Huntington Beach. Now, I went to the beach. I can't remember the exact day or date. I went to the beach. remember all this happened within the last week or two. So I went down to the beach, Huntington Beach. That's the name of the beach I went to. Went down there, I had took some food, went to Whole Foods, my favorite grocery store, bought me some lunch. Went out there, sat on the beach, watched the ocean, beautiful, the weather was just gorgeous, just beautiful out there, perfect, beautiful day, everything. Had to go to the bathroom, this is a big beach. But I had to go to the bathroom, but I kind of dreaded walking to the bathroom because it's a big beach, it's hard to walk in the sand. If you know anything about beaches... Uh, some of them, they have a lot of sand and the sand is hard to walk. It's hard to hold your balance, hard to walk in. And so I said, okay, fine. I go to the bathroom, but I had left my food and everything in my grocery bag and I covered the bag up with my jacket. So I went to the bathroom, came back, I put my water bottle, everything in. when I came back, I noticed there was a bunch of holes in my bag. So I guess the birds, there were some birds, I guess they call them seagulls. And so they were trying to get inside my bag, and they couldn't because I had threw my jacket over it. But there were still some holes on the side, some areas they could reach. But I had left my water bottle in there, too. So they could—they wasn't able to get to my food that I had in there. So anyway, I was like, okay, okay. So no problem. Everything turned out great. I walked on the beach, stayed out there. I can't remember. I think I only stayed two, three hours. I left at... uh, Long before the sun set down, I left. And so a few days later, I think that was on a Thursday. And so then a few days later, I think the following, this was Monday. So Monday, I went back out to the beach. I was looking forward to going back out because I was getting, hit, getting ready to head back to Las Vegas. So I went back to, back out to Huntington Beach. But this day it was kind of cold out and it was windy. And I remember telling my husband, I was chatting with my husband on the phone, and I remember telling him that it was cold and windy, and the wind was blowing the sand up kind of in my face and in my hair. And so I remember telling my husband, it's like one of the worst days to be on the beach. Well, for me, nothing could be, I mean, nothing could be closer to the truth for me. So anyway, so I was out there. I had, this time I had a different bag. I had a bag that you zip up. And so I had to use the restroom again. Didn't want to go to the bathroom, but I said, well, I must go to the bathroom because I got, I was going to be out there another two, three more hours. Cause this day I want to see the sunset. Cause if you haven't seen the sunset on the West coast and especially on the beach, oh, it's so beautiful. It is, it is one sight to see in person. It's so beautiful. And so so I, so I said, well, I want to stay out here re- to see the sunset because I'm going to be leaving California in a few days. And so this is probably going to be my last time out here. I wanted to enjoy myself on the beach, even though it's kind of chilly out. And I had my umbrella and everything. And so anyway, so I had to go to the bathroom. I put my water bottle in the bag and I covered up my food again with the blanket this time. And I said, OK, I'm just going to make a mad dash to the bathroom and be right back. And so that's pretty much what I did. I went to the bathroom. But I had also stopped. I saw this guy rinsing the water off. They have a spot where you can rinse the sand off of your feet or whatever. And so I went over there to rinse the sand off of my legs. And I think I even stopped by my truck to make sure no one had tampered with my truck or anything like that. With my car vehicle. And so anyway, so I went back out uh to my blanket. And so I go back out to the blanket. And... I was just expect inspecting the blanket to see if anyone had messed with it or anything. And so it did kind of look like someone had flipped up the blanket. But because I had just been up there a few days before, no one had messed with any of my things. I wasn't expecting anyone to have done anything. or You know, I just wasn't expecting anything. It just everything seemed fine. There was very few people on the beach this day, though. There was very few people, I think, because it was kind of cold out. So there were very few people I mean almost nobody was out there on the beach Except for me it was A couple ladies And maybe a couple guys But they, everybody was all spaced You know very spaced apart And so I was pretty much like out there by myself So anyway So I sat down on the beach Watching the sun I snacked I had some cheese and crackers It was getting The sun was getting ready to set Right now I think it was about 530 maybe a quarter till 6 because I think the sun set at 550 and so it was about a quarter till six and so I'm just sitting there I don't know what I was doing I don't know if I was reading something or whatever I was just sitting there I had my back against the sun though and I would just glance over and watch it set and as I look back this gentleman or man he kind of creepy looking man he looked creepy to me his came out of nowhere and so he came out and he was staring at me I mean he was staring at me dead in the face like he knew me so I thought this guy knew me the way he was staring I was like do I know this guy why is he staring at me like this and so of course I started feeling kind of uncomfortable so I looked down I glanced down for a few for a few seconds and then I look back up he was still staring at me dead in the face I'm like this is really weird why is this guy staring at me and he had this weird grin on his face weird grin he's real tall he had a cowboy hat on I think he had all black on he had gray hair and he was very pale his skin was very pale. And he had these real tiny beady eyes, and he had this weird looking grin on his face, and he was just staring at me. I'm like, why is this guy staring at me? So I looked down, look away, look back. He was still staring at me. I'm like, this is really creepy. And so I was like, oh, well, I don't know if he thinks something happened or whatever, because ain't nothing going on here. <laughs> you know, I just think to myself, I'm like, I'm out here by myself, whatever. So I got a husband, whatever. I don't know his problem. anyway. You know, I, you know, he just be rash, trying to rationalize stuff so anyway the sun set and about almost as quick as he came out there he he walked around just a little bit then he left i said okay great he wasn't staring at me he was staring at the sun so i was kind of elated about that because i had felt very uncomfortable the way he was staring at me and so anyway i said okay the sun has set i said well let me leave you know i'm out here by myself so let me get ready to go because i always practice uh I always take caution to things when I go out God bless me with a lot of common sense and trust me common sense is a gift from the lord and so anyway so I had saw another guy out there fishing and I'm like he's fishing at night it's freezing I said are you going to catch any fish and he goes probably not and so then we started chatting we chatted about 5 minutes and then I said okay let me get out of here so I was getting ready to grab my stuff head back to the to my truck Got in the truck, went back to where I was staying. where I was staying. On the way back, I got a Bible counsel, emergency Bible counsel. You all know I do I provide free uh Bible counseling to women in need or, or to women in need. The counseling I provide everything is based on scripture. That's why I use I use the word of God to guide me and direct me and his Holy Spirit. When I'm helping people, so I almost didn't answer the phone because I was driving, but I said, Okay, you know, let me talk to her. And so I chatted with the sister and so I pulled over me and her chat about 15 minutes total. And so as I was chatting with her in the car, it was before I went inside the, uh, I got thirsty. So I grabbed my water bottle and I just took a swig of water because I'm sitting there in the car talking with her. This was about five minutes into our conversation. All of a sudden, not even five minutes later after I drank that water, I started feeling really dizzy. And I started having—I feeling real anxious, like I was having a panic attack. And almost like I was real sleepy, like I could barely keep my eyes open. Anyway, I of course, I started getting scared because I'm like, oh boy, what is going on? I'm like, ain't nothing happened. I'm having a regular conversation with her. I talk to her all the time was the problem and so me and her i said well let's pray i I want to get off the phone because i wasn't feeling good i was feeling really weird all of a sudden so i told the sister i said well let's end with a prayer and we'll talk later like that so she said okay so we prayed so we prayed i got off the phone and then i just started feeling really unsafe about my surroundings because i just started feeling weird all of a sudden and even and so i was like wait a minute Thank God I immediately made the connection. I said, it had to be my water because I just took a swallow. I had felt 100% great before I swallowed that water. I mean, a 100%, I felt fabulous. And so the minute I swallowed that water, all of a sudden, I felt like I was on drugs, like I had been drugged. And so I said, oh, my goodness, someone must have put something in my water when I went to the bathroom. So of course I gather my stuff. I, I I uh hurry up and I re- I think I even texted my husband. I said I think I've been drugged just so he'll know just in case something happened. And so I gathered my stuff and I hurried up and ran inside my room, locked the door and everything. I was kinda of scared now because I didn't know what was going on and I could just feel I knew I was drugged because I used to drink, I used to do drugs a long time ago. So I know what it feels like. And so I'm like, oh, this is really weird. This, you know, so I anyway, I started kinda of panicking. And I called my husband, told him to pray for me, everything. So he had called me back right away. And we started chatting, and I told him the whole story of what had happened. And then, so he, you know, so anyway, so that night I went to, I just felt really crazy. I tried to eat, I tried to drink a bunch of water. My husband said, drink a bunch of water, get it out of your system. And uh, so I went to bed that night. I was, felt weird. And I just, of course, I prayed to God to, uh, I was to protect me. I was just happy to that I had made it back safely, you know, to the room. Because if I had drink that water on the beach, I don't know what would happen to me. If I had took two or uh, one or two or more swallows, I have no doubt I would have passed out and I would have been unconscious. I have no doubt because I only took one swallow. It was a sip. I took a pretty much a big swallow. And so just taking that, it had me so woozy and and dizzy. I couldn't even drive. I was too impaired to even drive my my car. That's how strong the drug was from one swallow of my water. This was nothing but plain bottled water that I pour in my water bottle. And so anyway, I went to bed that night, woke up the next day still felt dizzy because this stuff was still in my system. And then even the next day, I still felt dizzy, felt like I had a hangover, like I had been drinking or something. Anyway, it wasn't a good feeling. I didn't go to urgent care. I didn't want to drive. I had a funny feeling that I would be okay because I had only took one swallow. So I wasn't too concerned about that. My husband was trying to get get me to go to urgent care. And I was like, but they're not going to be able to do anything. It's probably out of my system now, whatever. And then I didn't want to drive, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And so anyway, I didn't go. And so I still feel I feel better even today. My kidneys were hurting the first night. My kidney, my back, my kidneys were hurting. I prayed about it. The next day they had quit hurting. And so once that had happened, I was just happy about that part. And so then I tried to file a police report. I called the police the next day. I called the police. I told them what happened. The guy that answered the phone at the police, this is the Huntington Beach police. The way he was talking to me, it, it made me. It pretty much upset me because he was basically discounting everything I was saying. Was how do how do you know someone poisoned you? How do you know this or that? This so I'm sitting here explaining stuff to him, and he goes, "Yeah, I'll dispatch your police to you." Because I was trying to fill out the report online, but I guess they had a way where certain you only could do it for certain crimes. So for that type of crime, I guess I had to go to the police station. But I was still feeling, I really wasn't too, I really wasn't too excited about driving. I still did not want to get behind the wheel of a car because I was still feeling kind of dizzy. And so he transferred me to, a, 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 well, I had told him, I said, look, he goes, I could dispatch the police. You could fill out a report. I said, okay, but don't see no one if you guys are going to be accusing me of lying. I said, I don't want to talk to nobody if you're going to accuse me of lying. So. He goes, well, I'm going to transfer it to your dispatch and they'll send someone out. So he transferred me. A lady answered the phone before I could, she was asking me what happened as well. Before I can even finish telling her what happened or ask her any questions, she hung up in my face. So I said, okay. So I waited at the park for the police to come. I waited at least 40 minutes. And so I saw the police officer pull up to the park. But he never, I was getting ready to prepare to go meet him when I saw his car. Cause I was sitting inside my truck and I was waiting to go meet him. But before I could get out the truck, he just made a U-turn and kept going. He didn't even come inside the park. He didn't even pause. He didn't even yield. He just kept driving. I cannot believe it. I said, well, that proves they don't even, they couldn't care less about what happened to me or what I got to share. And so that really upset me. and I told my husband about it and everything. And then me and my husband was going to go down to the police station. I was going to have him go with me. But I don't know. I just I have learned through the years that unfortunately people care more about money and appearances than they do other people or people's safety. I have learned this and it's sad, but it's true. It's not everybody is like this, but this world we live in is evil. That's why I was just telling you that where there are people, there are evil. And so they didn't even care about what was really going on with me or nothing. And the guy just was basically calling me a liar the minute I started telling my story or what had happened to me. He showed, you know, there was no compassion, no real concern there or nothing. And so, and then the lady just hung, the, all this at the police station, he just hung up the phone on me. And then the police officer, he didn't even make an effort to come and, 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 uh, so I could fill out a report. And so I just didn't want any more trouble at that time I was just so happy that God had saved me And rescued me And that's the bulk of the whole story Is that God saved me and rescued me Because I'm so grateful I did not drink any more of that water When I came back from the bathroom And I did not not drink it Because I thought someone may have put some in it Because I felt safe Because the last time I was there Nothing had happened to anything anything of mine Besides the birds So I didn't expect anything to happen and so but i should have i should have and then even the holy spirit and even my conscience was trying to tell me look your blanket has been flipped open your blanket is not exactly The way you left it. Yeah, your stuff is covered up. But look, someone moved your blanket. But for some reason, I just, it didn't click in my head. I think I didn't want to believe. I think a lot of times we don't want to believe nothing bad has happened or is going to happen. I I just think in general, you know, we want to think the best. We want to be positive, which there is nothing really wrong with that. But I don't think I want to believe anything bad was going to happen. And so, but I'm grateful I didn't drink the water. The one main reason I didn't drink any more water because I didn't want to have to go back to the bathroom. But normally, I drink I drink half a gallon of water or more a day. I try to do that too. It's just good for your body in so many ways, and so I try to do that. But at that moment, I was like, No, I don't want to have to go back to the bathroom. Once I go, so I'm not going to drink any more water. But now, in hindsight, I look back, everything makes sense. The guy that came up, the, I mean, a hundred. I don't really know. Of course, of course, only God knows 100% what's going on. But it was very suspicious. And very strange that that guy came up right at the time where I should have been passed out. Because if I had came back, I had a two-hour window to drink that water. And I have no doubt within five to ten minutes of drinking three gulps, if not two, of that water, I have no doubt I would have passed out. And I definitely would have been too incapacitated to walk back to my vehicle and show i definitely would not have been uh in, in uh able to drive and they had no security guards at that beach or anything and i paid to get inside the beach i paid it was a state park it's a state park the huntington beach is a state park and so i uh uh, uh paid to get inside and so i felt you know kind of safe you know it's like i paid to get in here much you know but no, I didn't see any park security or nothing. I didn't see anybody driving around. And and the way I the where I was sitting, because there was kind of like a little a two foot drop. And I was sitting down below that two foot drop because of the sand that was being blown. So I went to get down where the sand was kind of wet so it wouldn't blow in my face. No one would have saw me passed out. No any anyone could have did anything to me. No one would have saw it. There were the two women sitting. The women were only sitting about 500 feet from me. They were sitting about 500 feet from me. And I, no one told me. They didn't tell me uh, we saw someone tampering with your bag or nothing. But that's the world we live in. Evil happens all the time. And a lot of times the reason evil flourishes is because people that see stuff, they don't say anything. I don't know if they just assumed I knew the person. I don't know who it was put something in my water, but I have no doubt someone poisoned me. I have no doubt someone put something in my water bottle. And they didn't close the cap back because I know I had more water in there and that was left in there. And then at the bottom of my bag, it was wet and it had spilt. So anyway, I wound up throwing away all my food that was in there because... uh the water had that drug in it, and it uh, may have spilled on my food. So I pretty much threw away most of my food, except for some crackers and a couple of protein bars I had, which was in a box that didn't get wet. That was inside my bag, so I threw everything else away that was in there. And so I'm just so grateful to God, and I just cried and cried and thank God. I mean, I, and I'm still thanking Him to this day for protecting me, for letting me get out of there safely. Because I have no doubt that someone poisoned me. And my suspicions is that it was that man that came up. Total stranger. He was staring at me like he knew me. I ain't know that man. I never saw that man a day in my life. And he was staring at me dead in my face like he knew me. Turns out what I see in hindsight, he was looking at my face to see if the drugs had taken effect or were taking effect. I think that's what he was looking for. And then when he walked away, he had no smile on his face. He was walking away like he was disappointed that I was still sitting there sober. That's what I believe had happened. And it's crazy. So I I just that's my testimony. I want to share with you all. Be careful when you go out. Be cautious of your surroundings. Don't trust anyone anywhere because you just never know. I was just at the beach by myself minding my own business. I wasn't anywhere where I had a drink and I went to the bathroom and left my drink just sitting out. And I had took my water bottle and hid it inside my bag and zipped up my bag and covered up with the blanket. I didn't even know anyone was watching me. Someone must have been watching me the whole time. I didn't even see anybody stalking me or watching me. But they had to be to know that I put all that stuff in there. And that's kind of spooky to me that someone was stalking me and watching me the whole time and they knew I was by myself. And so, you know, and I'm not a teenager. I'm a grown, mature woman and that stuff still happened. And, and I wasn't dressed sexy or none. I had some tights on, some, uh, not tights. What's the khaki things that go half ankle? I didn't even have a bathing suit on or nothing. I was fully clothed. Everything even had a jacket on. And so people don't care. There's just some evil people in this world. And I really believe that was just attack from the devil because me and my husband has been having some small victories in our life regarding this church plant, and I have no doubt Satan just wants to destroy me, and 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 just end it all because he knows me and my husband is going. Uh, God is going to work through us, and because of that, we're going to be a blessing to so many people, and and share God with so many people, and and help so many people be, uh, saved souls be saved. I have no doubt about that. And so he's just been attacking us and some stuff even happened here. Some stuff even happened here back in Vegas. Someone tried to break in our house at the almost, I think, uh, either the day before or the same day that that happened. And I'm glad I was, you know, I'm glad I wasn't here when that happened. They didn't break in, thank God, but they tried. And so anyway, that's why I want to show you all. So whoever that person was, I told my husband, because my husband, he has a private eye investigator a license or something he has a license to practice uh private eye investigation stuff and i said what do you think they was going to do with me or whatever and he said they were probably gonna kill you rape you kidnap you of course we don't really know but that stuff could have killed me that one swallow that they put the poison they put in my water they don't know what that would have did to me There's everybody can't handle the same type of drugs or whatever. So I'm just grateful to God that he saw me through and that I didn't drink the water and pass out. You know, I'm just so happy that God saved me. He saved me from that. And then it's still a blessing that I didn't drink, that I did even drink the water when I was in the truck doing a Bible council. Because if I had not took a swallow of the water, then just a swallow. I probably would have went in the room and put, and put some more regular water, other water, on top of that. I probably, would, I'm just happy that I didn't drink it out in public. And if I would put more water in that bottle, I might have went back out in public and still drink it, and I still would have passed out somewhere else because that water was very strong. And I could even smell the stuff in. It had a fruity smell. It had a fruity smell, and the water was cloudy. And so I have no doubt someone's in it. And there, there's some pills on the market now that you can, uh, put in it. And it, and then there's a test or something, almost like a pregnancy test, but they could tell if something is in the water. If someone drugged you, I think they can tell what type of drug it is. And I was even telling that to the guy at the police station. He was like, there's no way anyone could tell. I'm like, yes, they can. What are you talking about? You, you, you're, you're a policeman. You work at the police station. You don't even know this. And so we, we have to trust God. We have to trust God. And I'm so grateful. That's what I went up there for, to spend time alone with God, to draw closer to my Holy Father, because I needed his strength to get me through these constant attacks from the devil and the, all these constant obstacles and everything. It, it's pray for your church leaders. Pray for them. It is very hard for what they do. Satan wants them all to fall because he knows when they fall, many members are going to go right along with them or their faith is going to be discouraged Or something. And so pray for your leaders. Because that's all me and my husband are doing. All I want to do is help people. But you know what? Satan hates that. He hates anyone that wants to help people. Especially in the name of Jesus. He hates it. And so that's what happened to me. Someone tried to kill me. Or kidnap me. Or rape me. They was going to do something. I don't think they was just going to rob me. Because my husband said. He said no if they was just going to rob you. They just would have came up and did it. He said but they drugged you. They tried to kill you or knock you out so they could rape you and or kidnap you. And I would have been, I don't know what would happen to me, but I don't know, but I couldn't imagine drinking any more of that stuff because I only took one swallow. And that stuff had me jacked up for like three or four days. That's how long it took for it to completely finally leave my system. And so that's what happened to me. It made me really, really sad. But God told me, you know, uh, through my heart, through his spirit, he, you know, He just, not audibly, but I could just hear the Lord saying to me, just focus, because I was really, I was thinking about it a lot. And I could just hear the Lord say, don't focus on what they did. Just focus on the fact that I saved you, that I saved you, and I rescued you, and I protected you. And so, you know, and this, I wanted to share this, get this over with my testimony, because I just really, the last day or two, I hadn't been thinking about it as much, and I don't want to, because to me, that was very horrific. Just the thought that I could have been out there laying on that beach and no one was around. No one was trying to help me or no one was watching out for me. And just the fact that I would have been laying out there not knowing what these people was going to do or that man was going to do to me. It's just very scary. The thought is very scary. And so I just, you know, the Lord just told me to focus on his power and his might and the fact that he loved me and saved me. And that's what God does for his children. Those who focus on Him and seek Him. You know, yeah, none of us are flawless. None of us have arrived. You know, none of us have arrived. We won't arrive until Jesus comes back. That's when we're going to arrive. When we get to see God face to face. Until then, we're all learning and growing. Yeah, you know, I was trying to even blame myself. You should know better, which I should know better. And I'm usually way, way more cautious than that. But like I said, I was just up there the day before and nobody was around me. I didn't see anybody, but I guess they were somewhere spying. The thing of it is, I don't live in California, so I'm not a beach expert on that type of stuff. And so I just really didn't know, but it was still very naive of me. But none of us are, none of us are are, are mistake proof. None of us are, are, uh, Infallible or fallible. None of us are fallible. And so we make mistakes. And this is why we all need God. We all need Jesus to be there for us because we're not, we're, we're not mistake proof. We're not foolproof. Things can happen. And so, but thank God he is there to protect us just like he protected me. And I'm so grateful that God protected me because just the thought of what could happen to me it's just terrible to even think about that. It's so horrible because I hear things happen to women all the time. And me being a child of God, I just, I just, I'm careful where I go. And every, I'm very thoughtful and cautious of where I go. And so for that to happen to me, it's just, it can happen to anybody. And so I'm just so, so grateful. I just want everybody to know God saved me. God rescued me. And if it wasn't for him, I don't know where I would be right now. Probably dead or in a hospital or something. I don't even know. I'm just glad God saved me and let me make it back safely to my room. Because that's what he did. He let me make it back into my room where I could be safe. I could be behind locked doors. And so I'm grateful. And so just just make sure wherever you go, take Jesus with you. That's what I do. I always pray. I don't care where I go. I don't care just going to the grocery store, checking the mail, whatever. I'm always praying to God. I'm always praying, asking God to bless me, my family, my neighbors, the church, everywhere. I'm always in constant prayer with God. And I'm just so happy. I'm not surprised that God saved me. I'm not surprised at all. I'm just glad he did. And I just, I even asked God to forgive me for not being more cautious and for leaving my water bottle out there. I asked him to forgive me and he did try to warn me. And with, there were signals I could see now in hindsight that I just didn't pay attention. Like with the blanket being flipped over. And so anyway, I just, anyway that's the, what I wanted to tell you all. Someone poisoned me. <clears throat> that's what happened. And so I'm just grateful to God that he saved me. And I just hope this just remind you, encourage you to wherever you go, take God with you. Stay faithful. Keep your relationship just like the study. What God wants most. Work on your relationship with God and keep it constant. Be consistent in your close relationship with God because he loves you and he wants to be there for you. And he wants to see you safely home all the way home to heaven. Okay, ladies. So I hope this has been a blessing to you in some way, shape or form to to just be cautious. Take God with you and You know, don't let your guard down because we just never know. And so we need Jesus because God always knows. He's all seeing, all knowing. And so he knew everything that was going on at that beach. I didn't. I didn't know. <clears throat> and I just wish I would have left Because like I said it was cold out there And some, I almost left I even told my husband I, I, after 30 minutes of being there I almost left And it probably was the Holy Spirit prior encouraging me to leave Because God knew what was going to happen I just didn't Because I didn't want to swallow the water at all Because I even told God in prayer I said Lord why you even let me swallow the water And all I could hear God would say I was sending you signals I tried to get you to go home It was cold out there You insisted and then you saw the blanket flipped open and <laughs> and then you, but then I was distracted by the Bible call, Bible council, which turned out to really be a blessing too in disguise. So anyway, we just never know, but God knows. And so thank you, ladies. I hope this uh, podcast today has been a blessing to you in some way, shape or form. So just make sure you tell your daughters, your girlfriends, even church members. We just never know. People can try to poison you even on the beach. You ain't gotta be in a dark place at a nightclub somewhere. You ain't gotta be at a seedy place. You could be at a nice, beautiful, refreshed place like the beach with barely anybody around or any you know. So we just never know. Just we just need God. We need God all the time. Everybody needs Jesus. And God is good and God loves us and God loves you so thank you ladies I hope you join me listen to my podcast or all on my website at TerryTemple.org if you need any prayer requests please don't hesitate to let me know feel free to text me at 702-785-1884 I don't think I'm my messenger because I'm already overwhelmed with a lot of things going on in my women's ministry and so that would just kind of overwhelm me more so that's why I give you my phone number 702-785-1884 just text me or email me at TerryTemple7 at gmail.com I look forward to hearing from you I love All your your, uh, prayer requests And just any comments you have I just love hearing from you And I want to thank you all for praying for me And when I posted this on Facebook I just want to thank you all for caring about me And I love you all And I just love you And just thank you for being in my life May God our Holy Father in Heaven Continue to bless you So that you may always be a blessing Wherever you go Chat with you later Bye bye